0: A long long time so I am just praising God I said to my husband Josh as we were on, on our way here um, Josh isn't God good <laughs> and he just laughed at me because he was like well yeah of course he is <laughs> but but I was just praising God all day long because this is just something that is in me you know like something that God has really um, ministered to me and and spoken to me, and so I'm just really excited to share that with all of you tonight. Um, so if you would like to open up your Bibles to James 5, that is where we're going to start. And I am actually just going to pray real quick, because you know it's prayer school. Why not? <laughs> Lord, I just thank you for tonight, and I thank you for all um, that you have for us tonight through, um, through prayer and through um, learning about healing God. And I just pray for open hearts. I pray um, for hungry hearts for what you have to say. I thank you, Lord, that you um, would speak through me and would speak through Josh and that the message that you have for tonight would come across loudly and clearly um, to your people. And so I just thank you for that, God. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, are you at James 5? James five sixteen is what we're going to read. It says, um, well, I'm going to read. It says, confess and acknowledge how you, have off- how you have offended one another, and then pray for one another to be instantly healed, For a tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. In another translation, it says, The effectual and fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Um, And that is just an awesome verse. You know, it, it gives me confidence that when I pray, that my prayers have an effect. You know, I as i was preparing for for tonight um the lord was just like asking me questions you know about like well why why um why pray you know why is it important why why would i pray if it doesn't change anything why would i pray cuz so many people just think well you know it's like a cliche christian thing like people will say oh will you please pray for me you know and we're like yeah i'll pray for you and like we just Peace out, right? Nobody prays. Nobody. And like that is not what God's plan is for us through prayer. You know, you, each one of you, each one of us as believers, prayer is how we get God's work done in the earth. God is looking for a church who will pray. God is looking for a church that will stand up in their authority and will speak out the things that he has for today, in this earth. If we don't do it, nobody will. There's a well-known minister that said, uh, well, this wasn't in my notes where I'm supposed to be. Um, it says, um, a well-known minister said that, um, well, I'm not gonna quote it right, but it's okay. Um, he said that a church that, we, that God would do anything, but he's just waiting. He'll do anything for us, but he's just waiting for one of his believers to pray it out, to step forward and say, and take a stand, like, I'm going to pray. I'm going to stand for the things of God. I'm going to do that. Nothing on this earth can be accomplished in God's will unless we pray it out. Amen. Nothing. And, you know, that's a bold statement because we're like, well, God, he's, you know, he's sovereign. He's all-powerful. Like, he's going to you know, do it, whether I pray or not. But that's just not the truth. Because, you know what? God gave dominion to man when he made the earth in Genesis. He created, he fashioned man and woman, and he gave them dominion. He said, here, come and name my animals. You know, come and this, this garden, this earth, these animals, it belongs to you. Here is your authority, right? And then we... You know, mankind gave that authority over to, the, over to the devil. You know, we sinned and we gave it to the devil. But you know what? Praise God, Sunday morning, right? We're going to celebrate it. Jesus came to earth and he died on the cross and he rose again. Not so that he could take that authority back for himself, but so that he could take that authority back and give it to its rightful person, to us, back to us. Praise God for his mercy and grace. Amen. I mean, praise God. When God said that to me last night, I was like, I was reading in my word and God said, well, you know, I didn't come to earth so I could take the authority back for myself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's really awesome, God. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, I'd never seen that before. But, you know, I know that we have the authority, but I just had never seen it that way. God came to earth as a man to take back man's authority. To take back man's authority, right? Amen. Given to God, given to us by God, given to us through the name of Jesus. Let's turn to uh, Let's turn to uh, John fourteen, thirteen, and fourteen. I've been studying John uh, a lot in the last little while, and it's been really awesome um, because it just opened my eyes to a lot of things about Jesus and about who I am through Jesus, and that is a good thing. It says, um, John 14, 13 and 14 is what we're going to read. And it says, For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. That's Jesus talking. Ask me anything in my name and I will surely do it for you. You know, in Romans 8, 29, and we're not going to turn there, but I'm just going to reference it. It says that we were destined to be just like Jesus. And then in 1 John four 17, we're also not going to turn there, but it says that as Jesus is in this, was in this world, so am I, right? And God, like as I've been reading through John, um, God just keeps saying that to me. Like he just keeps saying like, as I was in this world, so are you, right? Jesus walks through our, this physical world doing miracles, setting every person he comes in contact with free. Right? That's what he did. There wasn't one person that Jesus came in contact with that wasn't set free from everything, their sin, their sickness, whatever it is. And God just keeps saying that to me. It, just, like, it keeps ringing true inside of me. As Jesus is in this world, so are you. That kind of authority, that kind of that kind of revelation knowledge of God in me and me in God and I am one with my Father and whatever I hear him say I do, whatever I see him do, I do, right? That's just wow. Like if we all learn to walk and live that way. There will be no denying God's power. There will be no denying that there is a God in this world. Well, of course there is. He lives in me. He lives in you. He lives in you. And wherever I go, Jesus' authority goes with me. And when I pray and when I speak in Jesus' name, whatever, anything, it says anything in this verse, Anything that I ask according to God's will will be done for me. Well, then the question says, you know, okay, so what's God's will? Right? I mean, like, that's what people will ask. So what's God's will? Right? Word, yes, the Word. This is God's truth. Open it. Pour over it. Let it get in you. Because when this book is revelation knowledge to you, your life will be changed. And you will pray like you've never prayed. And you will live like you've never lived before. (laughs) Praise God, right? I mean, praise God. I was uh, praying last night. and the Lord was just, you know, speaking to me about, not just today, but all of prayer school and like what He has. And I was going over back over through my notes, and I was just reading through different pieces of John, and He was like highlighting to me these different things in John about how Jesus would go away to pray. You know, Jesus, right? I mean, he is God, right? <laughs> Why should he have to pray? You know? <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like. But he would go away to commune with his father, right? To have one-on-one time, like alone, me and God, right? And he would pray, and he would be with his father, and God would tell him things and reveal things to him and show him things to come and, you know, which is just very odd to me because I'm like, God knows everything, like, you know. (laughs) But like, but God just was speaking to me and he said, you know, that is what your prayer closet is for. You know, it's for me to go before the Father, to commune one-on-one with him and then for him to show me things to come in my life in other people's lives. I mean, whatever he chooses to show me. And then for me to pray out the plan for that, right? When we went to Rhema, I went to prayer school um, every day. (laughs) Not every day, but every day they had it. And um, I was on the worship team, and my life was changed, man. Like, I mean, we would spend hours praying, right? And I was like, when I first went to prayer school, I was like, dude, they pray for a whole hour. Like, I was like, I don't know if I, I never prayed that long in my life. Like, you know, and I was like, you know, but Miss Leanne, she was the teacher of prayer school. And she, man, she just made you excited, right? Like, she was, you wanted to pray with Miss Leanne, right? It didn't matter how long it was. You pray for hours with her. And she was like, I really look up to her. As, you know, um, a mother in the Lord, mother in the faith. But she, she's just a lot of fun. But she prayed with such authority, right? With such, like she knew that what she was going to pray was going to happen, right? And there was just like this assurity. And I was like, I want that. I want to know that when I pray, when I open my mouth, what I say is going to happen. And so I asked God and I said, "Okay, Lord. Like let's show me. Show me how to do that, you know? And and so we did. And I and I spent even more hours <laughs> praying in my car. <laughs> and I was in nanny at the time. And so I would be in this person's house and taking care of their baby, and I'd just be, like, praying in spirit, <laughs> And, like, if they had come home, man, I don't know what they would have thought of that, but, <laughs> but I was, and, um, and you know, I had heard God's voice before. Like, I had heard him speaking to me before I went to Ramah, you know, because I grew up in this church, and, man, thank you for Pastor Jolliffe and for Grandma Kathy and Aunt Wendy, Chuck and Carrie, I mean, the leadership in this church, man, they raised us up well in the faith. And I knew God before I ever went to school. Praise God. I'm so thankful, like, so thankful. But this whole, like, praying and hearing God thing, that really came, became revelation to me at school. And And as I was doing that, and I... I was like, so Miss Leon said, well, you know, me and God, we talk all day, right? And she was talking about the scripture that says to pray without ceasing, and and I was like, okay, like I mean, I talk to God, but not like all day long, you know. Like I was like, you know, I was like, and so the Lord, um, so I, so she was teaching about that, and she was like, you know, she was like, just test it, like, you know, just start talking to him; he'll talk back to you, and so. I was like, okay. So I said to the Lord, I'm driving to my work, and I said to the Lord out loud in the car there, I said, okay, Lord, tomorrow morning, I'm gonna wake up and we're gonna talk all day long. That's what I said to him. And, and he said, okay. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I was like... So I went to work, I went about my business, and, I, and then I came home, I went to sleep, and I woke up the next morning. And I sat up in bed and I remembered what I had said and I said, good morning, Lord. Right? And I got up really early because I was a nanny. And so I would get up at like 4.30 in the morning to get ready to go to work. And so I woke up and I was like, good morning, Lord. And he was like, good morning, Michael. And I was like, <laughs> I knew it wasn't Josh because he was fast asleep. Because he'd been at work until 1 a.m. or something. What? And I was like I was like okay. You know, like I was like I was like, "Well, I'm going to get up and go to work now." <laughs> and he was like, "Okay, I'll go with you." Right? And I was like All right. <laughs> like so from that point on now, you know, I'll just be in conversation and I can hear God speaking to me. You know, like I'm not even talking to him necessarily. You know, like I'm like talking to my mother and God'll just be like, oh yeah, and this and this. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like, and it's really cool. Like, I mean, it's really awesome. And God wants that with each and every one of us. He wants to live with us like that. All of us. I'm not some special person that God just wants to talk to. Like, we're all that special person that God wants to talk to. And I, like it changed my life. I mean, to have the revelation knowledge of God with me all the time. You know, like, I knew he was with me all the time, you know, but the revelation of, yeah, he's with me all the time. And I can talk to him all the time about anything that I want to. And he will He wants to talk to me about it. So I don't know why I went off on that tangent, but thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, thank you, Lord. Yes, that is that God wants to to walk and talk and live with you that way. So one thing I did want to say before I like move on to the next part is that God um you know the word the word tells us that his word never returns void and that's found in Isaiah 55:11. And so it's very important that you get this book, this word, into you. Because as I pray out this word, it never returns to me void. It doesn't matter what it's talking about; it never returns to me void. So if I grab a hold of a scripture, if there's something that I need from the Lord—right, direction, healing, uh, finances, whatever it is—right, I go. I go to my word and I find out what the Word has to say about it. Because when I speak and when I pray according to this Word of God, it will be accomplished because it never returns to me void. It always accomplishes what it was sent forth to do. Right? Amen? Amen. Amen. And so, whatever your situation, you know, I don't know it, but God does. And... He has it all written down here for us so that we can know what his will is about that. Um, So the next thing that I wanted to read to you real quick before we pray, because we're going to pray, is in John 15, 1 through 8. And it says, I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words that I have spoken over you have already cleansed you, so you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine, and you are my branches. As you live in union with me, as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless." If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into a fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. Amen. Say, everyone say, that's me. I'm fruitful. I'm fruitful. I bear good fruit. fruit. The fruit, the good fruit of a mature Christian is prayer. Your prayer life will bear good fruit in your life and in the life around you. My, that vital union is talking about, like being in vital union with Christ, that comes through prayer. That comes through me communing with my Father. Every single miracle, every single thing that Jesus did on this earth was birthed through prayer. And it will be the same with us. It has to be. If it was that way for Jesus, and he is our example, right? if I'm just like Jesus in this earth, if that's who I'm supposed to be, then everything that God has for me has to be birthed through prayer because that is what he showed us in his word. That is what he demonstrated with his life. And so what we're going to do is we are just going to pray. we got 20 minutes. And so if you guys would all just stand up with me Becky, will you play for me? And we are just going to jump in, because you know what? What I, what Miss Leanne always used to say is, the spirit of prayer is not taught, it's caught. Right? That's what she says. And that's true. You can hear about prayer, and I could preach till I'm blue in the face, right? (laughs) But it's going to be doing it that makes it come alive in you. And so I just encourage you to step in by faith. So we are gonna pray, and we're gonna pray in the Spirit. And if you're not baptized in the Spirit, I'm pretty sure everybody is here, but if you are not, then you just ask, and you say, Lord, baptize me in your Holy Spirit, with your Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and He will. It is that easy. It's the same as asking Him into your heart. Okay, so it's not hard. If you ask, He will give it to you, because He is a good Father. All right? And he's already provided that gift for you. And if so if you do that, then just pray right along with us. And if you want to pray in English, then pray in English. And if you want to pray in tongues, then pray in tongues. And we're just going to be led by the Father tonight through prayer. All right? So, Lord, we just come to you tonight, and we step in by faith. Everybody say that. I step in by faith. I'm going to pray your mysteries. I'm going to pray... Your word, what I pray will happen. What I pray will happen, will happen, will happen happen. happen. as I pray in Jesus' name with the authority that you have given me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so we just pray right now and Lord we just pray we pray just keep praying in the spirit as I pray in English Lord, we pray for this service that is going to happen here on Sunday morning. We pray for the people that will enter this building. Lord, I thank you that they will feel your presence. I thank you, Lord, that they will have an encounter with you that will leave them never the same. Never the same. Never the same. That it will be your goodness that leads them. It will be your goodness that leads them to you, God. And I thank you for our pastors, for Pastor Jolliffe and Pastor Sharon and Pastor Chuck and Carrie, God and. And for Pastor, Grandma Kathy, Lord, I pray right now. I thank you, God, for opportunity, opportunity, opportunity with the people that will come here. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for new people coming to know you, God, for their first time, Lord, as they are adopted into this family, God. I thank you, God, that you will send people from the east and you will send them from the west and from the north and from the south and that they will come, they will come, ha-ha, and your family will grow. I thank you for it. ki. Pregado ve anda aqui, sororia pregado ve anda zodo show o brogondo, sororia ve anda aqui. Pregado ve anda aqui, riundo so, zodo show ria pregado ve anda ca. O brogondo sororia ve anda aqui, zodo brogondo show ria ve anda aqui. Pregado sonto kozo toko, pregado ve anda aqui. Sororia pregado ve anda aqui, riundo so. I thank you for it, Jesus. I thank you for who you are, God. I thank you, God, for your kindness, for your love, for your mercy, for your faithfulness, God. Pregado veandaqui yeah, I just push through this Show do bro goes do cordi a pregado don't get tired oh Show do di a pregado so veandaqui Show do di so a pregado story do on oh beandaqui Show do di a pregado veandaqui story do di oh a pregado to so veandaqui story do di a pregado story do di a pregado veandaqui Obrou sou do sou do show bro go do co Obrou sou do di a veandaqui Pregado veandaqui do story do di a pregado veandaqui Just as you pray, just walk around and place your hands on the seats. Because there is anointing that is mm, passed through cloth, all right? So we're just going to place our hands on the seats, and I just want you to pray for the person that's going to be sitting in that seat on Sunday. I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for divine revelation of who God is. I want you to pray for, for everything that God has for them, for whatever that need that they come with that it will be met, that it will be met, that it will be met. We say that in Jesus' name. I speak healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. I speak freedom in the name of Jesus. There will be people set free. There will be people healed in Jesus' name. On Sunday morning, (laughs) Show a breguet over kiri o coduria brega doveanda ki. Sorodya brega dove anda ki. Showaria bregu dove andaki. Breguet overia bro sodo. Show aveyanda ki. Show riya dove I thank you, Lord, for a physical manifestation of your presence, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Thank you, God. That it will be undeniable in hear this on Sunday morning, God. Of your power, of your goodness, of your love, God. For the people that will come here. so <laughs> Okay, I don't know who I'm talking to, but yeah, the Lord said, yes, just prophesy to that chair. <laughs> just prophesy to that chair. Yeah, because you're not prophesying to the chair. You are speaking life to the person who will sit there. to the Shoulder the abreke soda de a veanda key. Break he tove and a caradio bros soda de a veanda key. Shoulder the abreke soda de a veanda key. Break he tove and ka, car. do show do ko O bro so. Break hey to and a key. Bregade ove and a car. Zodo shoulder the abreke tove and a key. Soda de abreke saide on do ko. Shoulder the abro so do shoulder the a veanta key. Broke hold of shoulder the ave and Oh, bro, go, do so ready a ve and a key. Shoulder the a break, hey, tove and a car. Shoulder the a break, hey, tove and a key. So ready a break, hey, tove and a key. Shoulder the ave and the key. So ready ve and a key. Shoulder the a break, hey, tove and
1: a breakaito veanda
0: key, a breaka soda de a veanda key. Shoda de a a veanda key. Shoda a key. should I de it breakaito veanda key. Shoulda de a veanda key. Shoulda
1: de key. a Father, now we cry out for
2: a revelation and an understanding of who you are to every person in this church, every person sitting in these seats on Sundays. As you said in the book of Ephesians, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. God, we cry out for revelation for everyone in this church. Those that are not yet in this church, God, God, that you would draw them in. God, that you would draw them in. God, that you would cause a change in this region just as there was resurrection in the body of Jesus Christ on Easter Sunday, God, all those years ago, on that day when Jesus rose up from the grave, God, we speak out to our communities, to Breckenridge, and Ithaca, St. Louis, Alma, and Merrill. And God, we call for our community to rise yes, up yes, into a knowledge yes, of you and into yes. an understanding of you. God, as we go about our everyday life, help us to shine the light of the gospel everywhere we go. God, anoint That we speak to pierce the hearts of people. To pierce the hearts of people. And to help them see that which they've been ignoring or that which they've never heard. So, God, we cry out for them. We cry out for the harvest in our community. God, that you would help us to be the best possible harvesters. That you would help us. We don't know what to say or what to do, God, that your Holy Spirit lives in us. And every person in this church, God, the people that I can't reach. That they would reach. So God, we call out for revival in this community. Yes, yes, Cry out, sure. God, for a change in this community, God, that your kingdom would come here in this community of Wheeler, in Breckenridge, Ithaca, and St. Louis. And this whole state, God. We'll let it start here. We call life. Speak life yes. into this community, God. Yes. Flowing out of this church yes. and all the other churches in the area, God, yes. flowing out of your people, life,
0: yes, life, life,
2: life. In, life. Jesus name. in
0: Jesus name.
2: We call to Jesus. them, rise up into oh, who you are called yes. to be. The people that will sit in these chairs yes. on Sundays, rise up into yes. who you are called in Jesus to be. You will see, yes. you will know, and you, you will, will go. 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 You will see, you will you know. know, and, and you, you will go. You will see, you will know, and you will go for it's time to rise up yes, it's time to rise up I hear the spirit of the God saying hear the spirit of God saying rise up
0: rise up into who I've
2: called you to be rise up into who I've called you to be rise up and you will see my hand at work yes You will see my hand at work. You will see my hand at work. For there are those that need to be here in this church, learning, feeding. There are those that need to know me and know my spirit. Those that I see, the lost, the broken, the hurting, and the dying. I say to you tonight, they are right there. Huh. They are right there within your reach.
1: Yeah. Thank they are right there within
2: your reach, church. They work next to you.
1: They live next to you.
2: You pass them by in the grocery stores. Look into their eyes. Look past the outer. Because I do not look on the outer, I look at the inner. I see past the appearance. Ask me, and I will show you what people really look like. Ask me, and I'll show you their potential. Because until you see them the way that I see them, you will continue to ignore them. So I'm asking you, rise up, church. Touch the one in front of you. Speak where others are silent. Love where others are cold. Show them a difference. Show them the way. Point to me. Not asking you to save them. I do that. But you do the work. You introduce them to me. So ask me how. You say, I don't know how. Ask me, me and I'll tell you what they need. Thank you, Lord. I will tell you what they need. Thank you, Jesus. I will tell you the thing that will unlock their heart and open their eyes, if you will just ask. And pray before you go. He says, pray before you go. Yes. Because I am intimately acquainted with everyone in this world. There's not a single person that is a stranger to me. They are my prodigal children, lost in the slop. And I'm waiting. So love them. And see beyond what they're doing and see who they are. See what I see. it will be the simplest thing for you. Because I love the world. I love them. And I have a place for them. So Father, we ask you right now, give us eyes that see and ears that hear and a heart that knows God, we desire the fruit to come forth, for the harvest to be reached in this day. God, help us to love the unlovely, to love the angry and the hateful, and to see that they're just blinded by the enemy, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: that they're lost, and they need hope. God, help us to love those that persecute us, that are rude and ungrateful, And God, treat them with love. Mm -hmm. God, I ask that you would touch everyone's eyes tonight. That as we would go out, God, that you would begin to give us um, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: uh, visions, dreams. All the things that you said would happen as you pour your spirit out in this last day, Father. That the name of Jesus, that the sick would be healed that people that have no hope and are depressed would receive a word from you through our mouths, God. Mm -hmm. God, you live in us, so help us to let you out.
0: after me. Say, Lord, give me eyes to see the way you see. Lord, give me ears that, that recognize your voice. Lord, show me the, the people that you would have me go to. And Lord, Help me to live the way that you've called me to. Amen. You are dismissed to go for 10 minutes to go to the bathroom and get a drink. Powerful Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, that you're alive. Thank you, God, that you're alive. I just hear the Spirit of the Lord say there's safety here. I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, there's no reason to be afraid. There's no reason to walk in fear because as I walk out this life by faith, I am surrounded by the arms of my loving and giving Father. I don't know I don't know where you come from if you come from a home with a loving father who used to wrap you in your arms his arms that way but I did and I can tell you that in the times where you feel lost that is where you find safety in the loving, compassionate, safe arms of your father. And the Lord says that if you did not have that, you have it in him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I have it in you, God. I am surrounded by the loving, compassionate arms of my father as I walk through this life as I step out in faith, as I do what God calls me to do as I pray, as I go to pray for the sick, as I go to pray for my children, whatever it is that you find yourself doing, you are surrounded by the protecting arms of your Father, who always comes through for you. Always, always, always. God's promises are yes and amen. Amen. We say yes and amen, Lord. We will speak out your promises and we will see them come to pass in our families, in our lives, in our jobs, in our workplace. Wherever we find ourselves we will speak out the promises of God and we will see them come to pass. We will see them come to pass. Say that out in faith, I will see it come to pass. As I speak out in faith, as I speak out in faith, I will see it come to pass. I will see it come to pass. Hallelujah, there is such such authority and safety in the promise of our Father. Hallelujah, 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 just lift your hands and say thank you Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, you are ever faithful God. you are so faithful God. You always come through for us, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Lord.
0: Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated if you'd like to be. Thank you all for being here tonight. I'm very excited to see you all. And I am just excited about what the Holy Spirit spoke to me today to share with you. Um, Thank you, Lord, that we are sons and daughters of God, right? Amen. Amen. And with that sonship, right? I'm gonna call it sonship, but that includes us ladies. (laughs) I heard a a minister say one time, If men can be God's chick, then I guess we can be sons of God. (laughs) Because we're all the bride of Christ. Amen. amen. So he says, if men can be God's chick, then we can be sons of God. Amen. (laughs) Um, I am so blessed. I just want to say this again. I'm so blessed to be doing this. You know, um. I've been praying for a long time to be able to do prayer school and healing school here at the church, and thank you to Pastor and Sharon for allowing us that privilege, Um, and I am just so thankful. I wanted to give you a couple of things before we get into the Word of God, and um, what I wanted to tell you was that these CDs, if you would like them, are available. You can talk to my husband about that. We have a Uh, a sign-up sheet coming. Be, stay tuned. So um, if you would like them, yes? You can get all the CDs individually or order the entire class with a discount. Yes, you can get all the CDs individually or order them all together. So a with a discount. Yeah. And um, so amen, that's awesome. That will bring great revelation to you because if, even if you've heard it one time, um, God's word is living and active and you will get something new every time. Amen. Stay So that is an awesome promise of the word of God. Um, And the other thing that I wanted to say to you is that we will not be here next week because this is first Thursday, but those of you that are a part of the, anything in the church, you're still supposed to be here, so. (laughs) Volunteers, yes. Um, So amen. Aren't you glad that we are sons and daughters of God? I am. Um, And so what I wanted to, I want to do like a little quick recap for those of you that weren't here last week. We talked, you know, about um, what it tells us in James 5.16, and that says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. And what that means is, is that when we pray, um, it has great effect on our circumstances, on whatever it is that we're praying for. And so that is an awesome promise in the word of God that you should grab hold to. And, um, and we're going to do that in prayer school. So we're going to pray things out together. Um, all right. So if you would like to please turn to 1 Corinthians 5.17. And it is a familiar scripture that I'm sure we've all heard, but I'd like to read it. Say amen when you're there. Amen. Amen. I'm not there yet. (laughs) All right. Here we are. First Corinthians 5. There is no 17. (laughs) Well, hallelujah. (laughs) Let's see. Second Corinthians, thank you, husband walking Bible. <laughs> really, though? He knows like where every scripture is found. Okay. <laughs> okay, Second Corinthians 5:17, and it says, "Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior." He is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous things, and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come, because spiritual awakening brings a new life. I'm reading the Amplified Bible. It's my favorite. But I also really like the Passion, (laughs) and all Bibles, but... (laughs) Um, But, you know... Thank you, Lord, that we've been made new creations in Christ. Amen? Um, in another translation, it says, "Therefore, we are a new creation, or we've become new creatures. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new." That's the way it usually reads. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We've been made new in Christ. We've been made new, And why have we been made new? Let's turn to second, well we're going to stay in Second Corinthians,? 5:21. <laughs> It says, he made Christ who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that in him we would become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, our Savior. Hallelujah. So not only are we made new creations in Christ, but we are also made the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, you get a hold of that and that'll set you free. Let me tell you right now, because... Righteousness isn't something that I have to attain. It isn't something that I have to, you know, work really hard to get there. Like, you know, I'm like, and there's no way for me to reach it because, right, I sin, we all sin. But here's the thing, we're made new by Christ. The old things have passed away, sin has passed away, the old man is gone. Behold, all things have become new, and I have been made righteous, right standing with my Father, Hallelujah! That's what Jesus did for us on the cross. Let's turn to Galatians five, or no, go Gal- to Galatians two. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Galatians five, two. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Can you tell? No. Yes. It's back one. It's one back. Galatians two, nineteen and twenty and it tells us for through the law i died to the law and its demand on me because salvation is provided through the death and resurrection of christ so that i might live be, so that i might from now on live to god i have been crucified with christ that is in him i have shared his crucifixion it is no longer i who live but christ lives in me the life I now live in the body, I live by faith, hallelujah, in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So this scripture is telling us that, again, I've been crucified with Christ, right? The old man is gone. In another scripture that I don't know if I have the reference to, but it tells us that um, we... We're not only crucified with Christ, but we were raised up with Christ. It's in Romans 6, I think. Yes, Romans 6. Let's turn there. Romans 6. And I'm going to read it in my Passion Translation, because that's what I was reading in today when I was reading. Okay, we're going to start in verse 4. It says, Sharing in his death by our baptism means that we were co-buried and entombed with him, so that when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also raised with him. We have been co-resurrected with him, so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. For since we are permanently grafted into him to experience a death like this, then we are permanently grafted into him to the experience a resurrection like his and a new life that is imparted so i just want you to say thank you lord for new life thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord for dying on the cross thank you lord for raising from the dead and raising me with you to new life To spirit life. life. I don't walk by the flesh any longer. I get to walk with the spirit. It tells us in Acts, or, well, John, the end of John, beginning of Acts, that he sent us another comforter, the Holy Spirit, to live and dwell with us always. When we get baptized in the Holy Ghost, he lives in us. He lives in us. He walks with me. He talks with me every day, wherever I go. And that is how I live my life, walking by the Spirit, the same way that Jesus did. In John, it tells us that Jesus walked in his life doing what he heard the Father say to do, saying what he heard the Father say to say, right? We can live that same way by the power of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. Let's turn to, uh, oh, we're going to stay where we are. Romans 6, 14, we're just going to read a different verse. It says, remember this, sin will not conquer you, for God already has. You were not governed by law, but governed by the reign of the grace of God. I'm going to read you from the other translation. It says, Romans 6, 14, it says, Sin will no longer be a master over you, since you are not under law as slaves, but under unmerited grace as recipients of God's favor and mercy. Amen? Sin doesn't master us. In fact, something that the Lord has been speaking to me today as I've been preparing as I've been studying about how we have become sons and daughters of God, right? The same way that Jesus was God's son. I am God's daughter. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, he made the way so that we could all be sons and daughters of God the way that he was God's son. I mean, that, like if you just grab hold of that, like the word tells us in 1 John, 5, I don't know the verse, but it's 1 John 5, and it, it tells us that we were called to walk the same that Jesus walks in the earth. We're called to be the same way that Jesus was on the earth. Let's let that sink in for a second. Hallelujah. The same way that Jesus walked on this earth, I walk because of my position in Christ, because of my position as a son and a daughter, So let's turn to John 15, and I'm going to show you there. John 15, 14 through 16, and it says this. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. I have never called you servants, because a master doesn't confide in his servants, and servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I have called you my most intimate friends, for I reveal to you everything that I have heard from my father. You didn't choose me, but I have chosen and commissioned you to go into the world and to bear fruit. And your fruit will last, because whatever you ask my father, for my sake, he will give it to you. It's in the Passion Translation. I know it reads a little weird, but... I'm really into it right now. <laughs> and, you know, God calls us his intimate friends. And I think in prayer especially, sometimes when we pray to God, we come timid. You know, we come, oh, merciful, gracious Heavenly Father. Like, you know, like, you know and that's not what he wants from us. That's not, what, that's not how he's asked us to pray. God has not just called you his intimate friend, but he has called you his son. He has called you his daughter. And when my children come to me, they don't come, believe me, they do not come cautiously or like quietly. You know, they come running in the room. Mom, 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 guess what? Blah, blah, blah. And they just tell me whatever it is they want to tell me or ask me whatever it is they want to ask me. And if it's within my ability, I give it to them. Why? Because why would I say no when I can say yes? <laughs> why would I? <laughs> the Lord sees us that way. The Lord sees me that way. He doesn't expect me to come in afraid of what he's going to say or do when I talk to him. Amen. And you know what? What? If it's within his power, and guess what? Amen, everything is. (laughs) He's going to give it to me. His word tells me that when I ask according to his will, John 14, 13 and 14, it tells me, when I ask according to his will, he will give it to me. He will. Also in 1 John 4, you can just write this down. We're not going to turn there. But in 1 John Oh, first John five, fourteen and fifteen it says, If you ask in Jesus' name, He will surely give it to you. If it's within His will. He'll give it to you. Amen. We have we have confidence that when we come before the Father, He will give us whatever we ask in His name. If we do it in faith. In Mark eleven twenty-three through 24, let's turn there. I'm just going to back two books from John. He says, all right, let's just read from 22. It says, Jesus replied, Let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth that I speak to you. If someone says to this mountain with great faith, and having no doubt, mountain be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea, and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask in prayer. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, oh, we're, we're not gonna go on. <laughs> but boldly believe, boldly believe. When I speak out in faith, what I say happens. My words have power. The word tells us that the power of life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? So my words, what I speak about my situation, it matters. What I pray about my situation, it matters. If I'm praying, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? I don't have enough money for rent this week, right? What am I going to do? No, I'm going to go before my father and I'm going to say, "Lord, I thank you that that all of my needs are met by your riches and glory. I thank you that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous, and I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus." That's what I'm going to say when I go before my father. And he's going to bring it to me. I can't tell you how many times when I was in college, you know, college life. <laughs> Eating ramen noodles. (laughs) Okay, no, but really. um, College life, I didn't have all the money that I needed. You know, like hallelujah for parents who pay for your school. But um, I had to pay rent, I had to pay bills, you know, I had to take care of my brother because he wasn't very smart with his money. (laughs) Where is he? Don't tell Code I said that, Carol. But really, right? So I was taking care of a lot of things. And, you know, on top of that, the Lord would be like, okay, hey, you know, give that money, all the money that you made in tips tonight to that lady. And I was like, Lord, I got rent to pay. <laughs> you know, I was like, "And what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, come on, like, I have rent that I have to pay this at the end of the week. And he said, well, give the money to her. She needs it. I need it. Like, I was like, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, Lord. So reluctantly, right, thank Lord. He's gracious with us. But I gave it to her. And the next night, my rent was due two days later, okay? So I worked the next night. And I had someone walk into to the restaurant who was, like, a regular of mine. And they had brought me a card, $300 in it. That was more than double what I had given that woman the night before. Praise God, right? He knows. And everything, all that I have belongs to God. That's the way I try to live, right? Everything I have, all my money, all my belongings, my children, everything belongs to the Lord. And the cool thing about the covenant that we have with God is that everything that he has belongs to me. Right, that's a much better deal for me <laughs> than it is for God. <laughs> but He doesn't care about that because I'm His child, because He loves me. <sighs> so let's turn. Uh, we're gonna turn. So I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna turn to these scriptures, but I'm gonna tell you what they are. Ephesians one five tells us that we have been adopted into the family of God, and that it was always His divine intention, is what the scripture says. Um, Romans 8.14 says that those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God, okay? So you're a son, you're a daughter, right? So that scripture tells me that I'm led by the Spirit of God, right? Because if it works one way, it works the other. Mm -hmm. If I'm led by the Spirit of God, then I'm a son of God. Well, then if I'm a son of God, then I'm going to be led by the Spirit of God in my life. John 4, 21 through 24, says that the true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. And so that tells me that, you know, I'm a true worshiper. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. So I'm going to worship in the spirit, right? I'm going to walk by the spirit. I'm going to live my life because my act of worship, right? In another scripture, it tells me that my act of worship is the way I live my life right i put myself on the altar that is my spiritual act of worship my life to god so and then in second corinthians 6 we're going to turn there second corinthians 6 i'm going to I really should put markers in my Bible. Okay. 2 Corinthians 6. 16. It says, For indeed, we are the temple of the living God, just as God has said, I will make my home in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. For this reason, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch nothing that is unclean and I will embrace you. I will be a true father to you and you will be my beloved sons and daughters. Yes, the Lord Yahweh Almighty. I'm going to read that from the other translation because, you know, it's just good. It says... says, for we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So come out from among unbelievers and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will graciously receive you and welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. God has called you out. He's set you apart. He's chosen you. He's chosen you. You know, God, he's not a respecter of persons. And he has chosen you to be his daughter. He has chosen you to be his son. He has chosen you to be the people that walk by the spirit of God. And you know what the cool thing about it is that he's chosen all of us. There's not one person that you're going to come in contact with that God doesn't want to be a son and daughter that God hasn't chosen. He wants them. All of them. And so it is our privilege, but it is also our job, right? It's our responsibility to bear good fruit. The good fruit of, yes, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, but the good fruit of answered prayer, right? Because that's what we're talking about, prayer. The good fruit in my life that shows people that I'm a son, that I'm a daughter, is the love of God in me and the fruit of my answered prayer. The fruit of my life. (sighs) Amen. We're going to turn to one more scripture. Um, But I'm going to reference. Hebrews 4.16 says, to come boldly into the throne room of grace. We're going to turn to John fourteen, seventeen. It is one of my favorite scriptures. It's one I've spent a lot of time in. We're going to read it. it says, and we're just going to. We're going to start in fifteen. It says, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who you will be with you like a friend, and he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him, but you will know him intimately because he will make his home in you and will live inside you. I'm going to read that in another the other book, the other Bible says, that was my child. (laughs) And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by. I'm just going to read that again. This is what the Holy Spirit is to you, okay? Helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, Stand by, who will be with you forever. And the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive and take it to its heart because it does not see him or know him or recognize him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and be, will be in you. So let's all just say that. I know him. He's in me. He's in the me. Holy, Spirit Holy Spirit lives in me. Lives in me. I, know him. I know him. I recognize him. I recognize his voice. I hear his voice. Clearly. 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 Because, I because I know him. The people that you know, right? I can, In my house, we have like a ramp that goes up to our house. I know who's coming in my house just by the sound of who's walking on the ramp. Okay? Because they walk differently. I hear my husband, clump, 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 boots, right? <laughs> like, I, I know it's him. When I hear Mom, because she wears those same, like, clog shoes she always wears, I know it's her when she's walking up, with me, when it's Grandma. I know, the vo- I know what it sounds like. It's not even their voice, right? It's just the sound of the way they move. That's how intimately you know the Holy Spirit. You can say, well, I don't feel like that, right? doesn't matter what you feel like. Hallelujah, we don't live by feelings, we live by faith, right? And this scripture tells me that I know him. That I am led by the Spirit of God because I am a son, because I am a daughter. I know him. Say it, I know him. I know him. I recognize him. When you speak that out in faith, you will begin to hear him more clearly. You will begin to see him more clearly. And you won't even just hear his voice, but you'll know the way he moves. Right? Hallelujah. That's a promise. That's a promise. There's no if, and, or but in the scripture. <laughs> it's a promise. We know our God. We are sons and daughters of the living God. And we know him, and we recognize him, and we hear him. So now we're going to go to him in prayer for a couple minutes. Not very long because I talk too long. Next time you can just tell me to be quiet. <laughs> Let's just pray. <laughs> we're going to pray. We're going to go to the Father and we're going to go in boldly. Right? And we're going to speak out in faith. And today what we're going to pray about is we're going to pray about our own lives, okay? And the way we do that is we pray in the Spirit. If you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, um, and you you know what that means, and if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, then all you got to do is say, Lord, please fill me with your Holy Ghost, and he comes that quick. There's no waiting. There's no, you know, whatever. He comes. And so we, we go before him, and we pray, and we pray out the plan of God for our lives, and I will promise you this. I did this for years when I was at school. And God will begin to show you things. And it's weird at first, right? Because we're so used to this natural realm of life. I live by what I see. I live by what I feel. No. We live by faith and by the Spirit of God. Right? Because we've been made new creatures in Christ. The old man, the flesh man passed away. And I became who God always intended me to be adopted and, right, recognizing the Spirit of God. And so as we pray, um, you're just going to pray out in the Spirit. And if you feel like, you know, if you hear the Lord's praying English words, like inside you, whatever, like you need to pray in English, then pray in English. And if you want to pray in the spirit, then just pray in the spirit, because the Lord tells us in Romans 8 that He is in our intercessor, and when we don't know how to pray as we ought, that He intercedes on our behalf, and He prays, He intercedes to the Father for us as we pray in the spirit. And so, either way, whether you're praying in English or you're praying in the spirit, we're going to be led by the Holy Ghost as we pray. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> Obrogoto sodorya veyanda ki. Bregeto veyanta Shodo sodoria bregeto ve anta ki. Feel free to get up and move around if you want to or stay still. Just do what you want to do to pray. Shodoriya breke so to ko obrokoto sodoria vey andaki. Bregeto ve andaka. Shodo sodo ko obro kotoko ko. Ve andakiriondo so. Shodo bro koto ve anta ki. Zodo ko obroko sodo sho. Beyanda ki, Kodya breketove andaki, Sorodia Abreketove andaki, Shororia abre Kate Shororia taqui. Shorodiya breketoveantaki. Sorodi a Shororia Toveyan Daka. Sorodia the abreke Obro Sodo Shokro obro the ko bro so to Kove and Daqui. Shoradi Sorodia Toveandaka. Zodo bro sour the a breketo breaketh over the obresordy on the coat. Shoulder bro co to co obro conto coat. They a kiri on the to shoulder the andaka. Obrozo on the coat, the shoulder and the key, a breket of the andaka, Obrozo coat of shound the coat, breakato the a breket of O Soda de abrecato ve and a key. Soda de a ve and a car. Obro gondo soda de a ve and Obro gondo coda de a ve and a key. Bregado ve and a key so. Show do bro cozo do ve and a car. Obro gondo so, rori a ve and a key. Bregado ve and a coda de the undo co. Soda de a bregado yuke rori a brecate soda de and a key. Coda de key. Shododa de abrege soda de a veanda car. Condo show do co o brogondo so. Do shoulder de abreke tove and a key. Bre si de de undo co, do sorodia veanda car. O brongondo do shondo coda de a veanda key. Brege do veanda key de de undo so. Shododa de abreke tove and a key. Brege do veanda key de undo sorodia veanda car. Sorodia breke tove and a Shododa de bregazo do co o brogondo so. Shoda de bregato veanda key.
1: Bregado veanda car. O prosondo co o so. Bregado veanda key. Reondo co o bro soto show. Bregado veanda key. Bregado andá, car. O prosondo soda de veanda key. Jodos already a bregato veanda O de Shoulderly a bregato ve and a key to the ondo so, do so, ready a bregato ve and a key. ve and a car. O Brozon de co, O Brongon de Shoderia ve and a do shoulder de a bregato ve and a car. O Brongon de co, ve and a key. Brecato ve and a key to ondo co. O Brondo, ve and a key to ondo co ve and a key. Break it over ve and the Answers
2: Answers. Answers. So, word to hear God speaking over and over again is answers. Answers and direction. Answers.
1: The Lord says we pray out
2: mysteries when we pray in tongues, that the Holy Spirit through our spirit begins to pray. So I encourage you as you continue to pray, ask God to give you Interpretation of what you're saying, and the answers that you're looking for this is what I just keep on hearing coming up inside of me. The answers that you're looking for God is saying that you will get
1: mm-hmm. in prayer, mm-hmm.
2: that you'll see it in prayer before you'll see it in the natural.
1: Yeah,
2: you're gonna see it in prayer, okay. and you're gonna hear it in prayer before you see it and hear it in the natural. And I hear God saying, Look to me for the final decision.
1: Mm-hmm
2: and don't move until you hear my voice say go. Yeah. It says ask me. And mm-hmm. I will tell you. Ask me and I will tell you. Don't get impatient and don't run out ahead. Don't jump out ahead of me. But wait and listen for my voice and when I say go, we're going to go together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: God even has answers for the little things. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Whether that's for those of you that are raising kids, little kids, the things that you can do as a parent Mm -hmm. to help them grow into who they're created to be. For those of you that don't have kids, some of the things I see are like business decisions, ministry decisions, life decisions, location.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
2: God says, if you'll look to me,
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'll tell you when to go. Mm-hmm. Because a couple of you guys, God is preparing and God is moving and working behind the scenes right now, getting something set up. And what he's saying is, listen to me and look to me for the timing of things. Thank you, Jesus. Because if you'll wait for me, I'll direct you, and then you'll hit the perfect window.
1: Thank you, Jesus. You'll
2: find the perfect house. You'll find the perfect you, plot Jesus. of land. You'll find the perfect the perfect thing that I've called you in to do. You'll meet the right, you'll meet the right person. Thank you, Jesus. He says, but wait while I set it up and listen to my voice. Don't try to figure it out in your head because that's the place that you go first, but don't do that. Listen to my spirit, listen to my voice, Thank you, Jesus. and I will direct your path.
1: Thank you,
2: Jesus. I will direct your path, he says. Thank you,
1: Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Alright guys, if you would like to take a moment and go to the bathroom, get a drink, take a walk, you're welcome to
0: do so. Isn't Jesus good? You know, I woke up this morning and today did not go well. (laughs) I'm just gonna like level with you here. It was a long day. My kids were mad. Everything just seemed to go wrong. <laughs> and That's okay cuz God is faithful. And even when my kids are mad, God is good. <laughs> um Thank you, Lord, for that. Um So we're going to go in a little different direction tonight. And I just want you to stick with me because it does come back around to prayer. But it's just, we're just taking a different route tonight. (laughs) Um, So if you would turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Peter. Yeah, I have your Bible. Sorry. You want mine? Sold my husband's Bible. All right, First Peter five is where we're going, and it says, "Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that in due time He may exalt you, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxiety." all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. That's the Amplified, I think. And then in Josh's Bible, (laughs) which is the New American Standard, it says, the best Bible, he says, It says, um, let me find it, so sorry, 6 and 7. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So what I want to talk to you guys tonight about is about casting your care, which is, like, really important with prayer. Because, um, well, like we've talked about in weeks past, you know, um, fear isn't faith, frustration isn't faith. <laughs> and it's so easy for us as people living in this world to be uh, very weighted down by the care of the world and by the care of our families, and by the care of whatever it is that we find ourselves occupying our brain. Um, God cares about you. That's what the scripture says. It says, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxiety, all of your worry, all of your concern, once and for all, on him. Because he cares for you. I, in my flesh, thank you, Lord, I walk by the Spirit, not in my flesh. But when I'm in my flesh, I can be a very uh, worrisome person, <laughs> okay? I think a lot, which isn't always good. And, you know, if I allow myself to be weighted down by whatever it is that I'm caring for, um, I'm not doing what the word tells me to do. I'm not trusting God. I'm not relying on his faithfulness, you know, relying on the fact that I know that my God is a promise keeper. I know that my God is victorious, and through him, I am victorious. But a lot of times, I can find myself in a place where, like, oh, I'm just like carrying it myself, you know, my life, my family. Everything. And that isn't God's will for our lives. That isn't what He has for us. To be a good wife, to be a good mother, to be a good person, I don't have to carry the cares of that. I don't have to. And that's something that this world speaks opposite of to us than the Word. You know, the Word tells us to cast my care on the Father because he cares for me, which really translates to he's going to take care of it, right? If I cast my care, then I place it into the hands of the person who really can take care of it. Amen? But if I hold it inside of myself, that care, right, well, I'm just taking care of them. Well, I just love them so much that I worry. Well, I just... But I can't do anything about it in myself. In and of myself, I can do nothing. But if I cast my care on the Father, then he'll take care of it for me. That's what the scripture tells me. Let's read it one more time. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxiety, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on him for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Why is casting my care, praying the prayer of casting my care, important in my life? Um, Every effective prayer must be based on my faith in the word of God, right? So if I pray about something, and I found myself doing this often in my past, you know, I, I could, like, I'm praying to the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, like, you know, please take care of them, like, Lord, you know, for instance, okay, I'll give you an example. So, my children were sick, which happens sometimes, right? And, like, as a mother, right, I immediately go worst case scenario. Like, I'm like, my kid is dying, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, that's how I feel on the inside. And, but my, when I pray in faith, I can't be weighted down by the care of my child. A couple, uh, like last week, Josh was in Canada, and I was at Target with my children And I was just walking through whatever. I got them shoes, and really I was just there to kill time because I was home alone. (laughs) And so I was um, there, and Josie decided that she wanted to lay on the bottom of the cart, okay? And, you know, like at Target, they're plastic, so I was like, oh, it'll be fine, right? I mean, there's like only little teeny holes, like nothing bad is going to happen, right? That's what I'm thinking. So I let her lay on the bottom of the cart horrible choice. Don't do it. <laughs> but um we're like driving down or whatever and like all of a sudden I he- feel this like thump thump. Okay? And my heart is like oh my goodness, like <laughs> I just killed my child, like <laughs> right. And Josie starts wailing, like screaming. And I was like, "Okay, like so I get her up and I'm like, "Okay, honey, like where are you hurt? Let me You know, see it, blah, blah, blah. She shows me her finger, and it was, I believe, broken, to be honest with you. Um, She couldn't bend it. She couldn't. um, She was, like, screaming. And if any of you know Josie, like, she's pretty tough. Like, she's not just going to, like, she was inconsolable. Like, (laughs) I mean, like, I was holding her, hugging her, like, you know, and she was, like, not having it. And inside of myself, I'm like, oh, my word, like, our insurance is lapsed, and there's no way we can go to the hospital right now, because, like, we don't have the money to pay for that, and, like, all the stuff, and I'm, like, going through this, like, in my head, right? And Josie is like, mom, just pray for it. (laughs) She's like, and I was like, okay, like, yeah, we're going to pray. So I'm, like, inside of myself, like, I'm getting, like, saved and delivered all over again, because I'm like, Lord, like, you know, I got to get my heart right, got to get out of, you know, fear, into faith, like, you know, (laughs) so I'm like, this is all happening on the inside of me, right, and I grab hold of her hand, and I'm just like, okay, in the name of Jesus, I just speak to this hand, and I tell whatever is wrong with it in the name of Jesus to be healed, bones, you know, whatever, be healed, right, and I'm like, okay, how do you feel, honey, and she goes, it still hurts, and she's like, crying still I was like okay we'll call daddy (laughs) so like I called Josh and then I was like you know will you please pray for Josie like we're gonna agree together because the prayer of agreement will save the sick that's what the word tells us and so we prayed and Josh prayed and we got home to my parents and my dad looked at her finger and she could move it and it wasn't swollen anymore and she was fine right but I mean, like it was like swollen black and blue. she couldn't move it before. Um I believe that God healed her. Obviously, we didn't have an x-ray, so I don't know if it was actually broken. But I mean, I, be- I believe that it was. And um, but I could have talked myself into going to the hospital real quick if I had let myself, because I was panicking. Josh is gone. Like, I'm going to take all three of my children to the hospital. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm panicking on the inside, right? And that's why this prayer is so important. Because in, the, in those instances in life, like a real life situation, right, I have to know how to cast my care. I have to know how to be in faith, how to live my actual life in faith. And not just, like, amen, like, I believe in faith, you know? No, but, like, in my life, like, when my child is screaming and sobbing in Target and everybody's walking by staring, like, why did you let your child go into the car, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, okay, and Josie's, like, crying, pray for it. And so we're in the middle of Target, and I lay hands on her finger, and I'm, like, praying out in authority in the middle of Target while everybody's walking by, you know? Like, in those moments... I have to know who my God is and who God is in me. Because it does me no good to read my Bible and not live what it says. If it doesn't change my life, if it doesn't change who I am, if then it doesn't do any good for me. And that's why God gave us the word, so that we could be reminded about what he said about us about what he said about our situations, about how to live our life in a way that is supernatural, right? So Matthew thirteen twenty-two is where we're going to turn next. If I can find it. <laughs> and it says, It says, um, making sure I'm in the right place. It says, and the one whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Worries, cares, anxiety, it chokes out the word. If I stand on the word of God, if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, and I stand on the word of God, I will see it in my life. But worry, care, anxiety, fear chokes out the word. Something that God's been teaching me lately is that Mm, I can't allow anything in my life to choke out the word. You know, that's like the enemy's number one game. Because if he can get you to not believe what this has to say, if he can get you to believe that what this word says is null and void, it doesn't matter, it's not going to change anything, then he has power, the power in your life. Because if I don't know how to stand on this word, I mean, really stand on it, believe it, confess it, see it happen in my life. Then, then I've lost the, I've lost. I mean, the word says that the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And what the Lord has been speaking to me is that whom he may devour, like who can he devour, right? If he's roaming around looking for someone to devour, who can he devour? And something the Lord spoke to me a, a long time ago was that whoever will let him is whom he can devour. But Because as soon as I open my mouth, right, my sword, the sword of the spirit, my word, When that comes out of my mouth, he's done. Like gone, like decapitated, like gone, (laughs) right? But if the enemy can get me to not believe this word or to shut my mouth, then he can devour me because nobody told him not to. The word tells us that God gave dominion of the earth to man. Yes, God is more powerful than the devil. But we are the ones with the authority on the earth. And if we don't open our mouths and speak out the word of God, then the devil has free free reign. I mean, because nobody's telling him not to. Sorry, this is like a little more heavy than I thought it would be. Um... In Isaiah fifty four thirteen, you don't need to turn there, but if you want to write it down, you can. It says, Great shall be the peace of my children, is what the scripture says. Um, in Philippians 4, I'm just going to quote it to you. It says, um, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication make your requests known to God. Let's turn there. Just kidding. We're not going to quote it. Philippians 4, and I'm actually going to use my Bible. (laughs) I said I was going to quote it, and the Lord said, no, you should read it. (laughs) Okay, Philippians 4. Starting in verse 6 is where we're going to start. It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. And then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God. Praise him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. You know, we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, um, scriptures in John that talk about um, that anything that I ask in Jesus' name, because of my position and my authority through Jesus, God will do for me. And the reason I think that God wanted me to bring this out tonight is that um, that casting your care is the one thing that stands in the way of you seeing those things come to pass. Because if I pray in Jesus' name but don't cast the care of what I'm praying for, on to Jesus, it's not going to happen. And that's like really not great. You know, it's like, (sighs) because it's really easy to fall into worry, and it's really easy to fall into fear. But what the Lord has been talking to me about in these scriptures is that, you know, when the word says, um... In the first scripture I read in First Peter, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that is due, and in due time he will exalt you, casting the whole of your care on him. The reason that people don't know how to cast their care is because, or they don't want to cast their care is because they don't trust God. They don't, they don't see his faithfulness in their past because of this and this and this that happened, right? And so because of that, they're like, well, if God didn't come through for me on that, then I can't trust him with this, you know? And and what I want to say to you tonight and what he was even saying to me when we were worshiping is that God is the promise keeper. And so if he makes a promise in his word, he will fulfill it. If we pray and believe according to what he told us to do in his word. That is sometimes a hard pill to swallow. When I, when I asked God, when I was pregnant with Josie, I prayed and I asked God to give me praying-free childbirth, okay? And that did not happen. <laughs> in fact, I nearly died. And it was horrible, horrible experience. And when that was all over, okay, I was laying in the hospital bed, and they were giving me blood transfusions, and Josh was asleep, and Mom was asleep. And everybody else was gone, and I was sitting in the hospital bed alone, and I was angry, like really angry <laughs> at God. And I like... I didn't actually yell at him because they were sleeping. But, I mean, I, I would have if they hadn't been in the room, probably. And I was like, God, like, I prayed and I believed, and you didn't come through for me, and I am so angry at you. Right? And I was mad. Like, I mean, really mad. And so mad, in fact, that six months later, we had a uh, thing at the center where we were, like, praying and worshiping and stuff. And Josh was ministering to people, and um, they were laughing in the spirit. And Josh came over to lay hands on me, and I told him to get away from me (laughs) because I was so mad. I was like, and I, like, the Lord said to me on the inside, like, you're not going to let me minister to you. And I said, no, I don't want anything from you. That's what I said on the inside. I was so mad. And the Lord... (laughs) I don't know why God's having me tell you this, but the Lord, just like, in that moment, like, I realized how, like, far I had went in, like, my anger, right, with the Lord, and so that night, I went home, and I went upstairs, we were living in grandma's house at the time, and I went upstairs into my bedroom, and I was nursing Josie, and I just said, Lord, I don't know what to do, like, You know, I don't want to be mad at you. I know that it's not your fault, right? Like, I know that in my head. (laughs) But in my heart, I'm just angry. And I don't know what to do with that. Like, I don't. And, like, you've never let me down before. So why then, right? That's, like, where I was. And the Lord actually gave me an actual vision (laughs) at the time. And I... He showed me a situation that happened when we were back at school, when someone was talking to me, and the seed of doubt, like, I accepted into my heart when they said something to me. And the Lord, um, he took me in the scripture to when Jesus um, was in the wilderness. And the devil comes, and he comes to him with scripture. And he says, you know, like, Throw yourself down and the angels will surely catch you, is what the scripture says. And then Jesus responds and he says, It is written, don't tempt the Lord your God. And then he says, Well, if you're so hungry, God, then turn these stones into bread. The scripture says you can do that. And he says, Man will not live by bread alone, but by every mouth that proceeds, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, right? And so the Lord just, like, started to say to me, like, when the devil comes to you with Scripture, because if he did it with Jesus, he's going to do it with you. I mean, the devil comes at you, he's the same. Like, I mean, he comes at you the same way he does in the Bible. When the devil comes to you with, with Scripture, you need to know what is also written, is what the, word said to, was what the Lord said to me. And so I got in my word and I believed God and I saw his faithfulness with Theo and with Josie. Oh, Emmy. Sorry. With Emmy. Sorry. So many children. No. (laughs) Um, But I saw his faithfulness with Theo and with Emmy. And I gave birth without pain. I mean, without fear, because that's who God is because he always comes through on his promises when we go after them the way the word tells us to. So what I want to say to you real quick, because, you know, I'm out of time and we haven't even prayed, but here's the thing. Um, So what the Lord said to me is the four-step plan to casting your care. Okay, is what he said. And the first one is supplication. So the scripture in Philippians said, with prayer and supplication, make your request be known to God. And the word supplication means it's more than asking, but it's pouring your heart out toward to God. All right? So like it's like when I go to my friend and I like throw up all over them. Okay, basically. Right. And I mean, everything that you're thinking, feeling, whatever, you pour it out on God. That's what supplication means. It's not pretty, and it doesn't look like faith, and that's why a lot of people don't do it. But what I want to tell you is that if you don't supplicate before the Lord and you do not pray the prayer of supplication and pour it out, all the worry, all the care, all of it, You know, the first scripture said, the whole of your care. If you don't pour all of that out onto the Lord, then you're going to keep it inside of you. And even when you ask, the care of that is still going to be on the inside of you. And so what the Lord said to me is that it doesn't need to look pretty. It doesn't need to look like faith-filled when I supplicate before him. The word supplication literally means pour it all out. So I supplicate, then I make my request, right? Because it said make your request known to God. And then it says thanksgiving. So after I have requested of the Lord, I don't have to ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. Because the word tells me that when I call out to the Lord, he hears me and will surely do what I have asked him to do. So then I just thank him. And I say, Lord, thank you that you heard my prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you are working behind the scenes on my behalf. Thank you, Lord, that even when I don't see it in the physical realm, I know that you are working on my behalf. And then the fourth step is the peace, right? After we go to this place where we, we are thankful, like we're thanking God that we know he's working, we don't have to worry anymore. We're just at peace. We're at peace, and we don't have to care about it, right? Because God's caring for it, because he's caring for you, and he's caring for me. So that is what the Lord spoke to me, and I hope that blessed you. And we're not going to pray, because we have three minutes before Josh is supposed to preach.